Always. Let's have lesson average below par radio show with Tom and Dolly on Triple M. Stupid management. The people are real. The cases are real. This is Tom and Dolly. I just call to say. I don't know if it's really the best thing in the world to yeah. soak in your own juices from the night before. I think a shower is definitely a better option. <laughs> One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Oh, welcome to your Tuesday evening with Tom and Ollie. We're those boys that have questions. Boys, I prefer, I prefer men. You keep saying okay. boys, Tom. Well, we when, are boys in the eyes of the audience. Well, we are also men in the eyes of ourselves. <laughs> My girlfriend calls me a man, and I'd prefer if you called me a man as well. Does she? To my face, she does. <laughs> anyway, Tom, good to be here. How are you? you uh, very good, thanks, mate. Uh, actually, New I'm, haircut, I'm a little good. Bit, I'm a little bit tired, and I'll tell you why in a little Uber update after 8 o'clock, because uh, oh. I am an Uber driver, proper okay. Uber driver. And if your cat's a bit of a dick in about half an hour's time, we're going to be able to shed some light on why that is. Okay. Mm. I used to have a cat. Have you ever had a cat? I've never had. Oh, actually, we did have a cat. It had three legs. <laughs> well, doesn't that tell us? One of them got caught in a rabbit trap. Oh, well, that is dark. Yep. Anyway, Tom, to start the show, yeah, it's a simple yeah. question. Yeah. I'm just going to say it now. Hang on. You... No, don't say it because... Okay. Well, up next, a story of a man who dared to venture somewhere very scary <laughs> and the scary thing that he found wasn't what he expected. It was something very different but still scary. Oh, God. People are switching off. Don't, it's because you knew your haircut. Stick around. They, they can see it. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It. The men with questions. Better. Go on a solid rock. Rock's greatest hits on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. Uh, by the way, if you head over to Facebook or Instagram at Tom and Ollie with a Y, it's good to see that you're finally being uh, honest with our listeners, Ollie. If you don't know what I'm talking about, right. over there. Uh, I had to, Tom. I had to be honest after our chat in the weekend. Um, uh, but Tom... Uh, have some fun with this one, my friend, because uh, this is a good little story. Yep. It's by no means a long story, nope. though I will say that. Uh, but it's the kind of headline that you, Tom, would, would just jump at. Love it. Because you love a good headline. Mm. Not known for reading articles, but you're known for loving a headline. I read this article. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Well, as I said, it's quite short. Yep. Headline, uh, very, uh, very snatching. Mm-hmm. Man freed from grave. Mm. Uh, now... Poor guy has spent, uh, thanks for adding to the break, Tom. No, uh, poor guy has spent um, many hours, yeah. uh, several hours, trapped in an open grave in a cemetery. Now, that, okay, I don't need you to uh, put a sound effect well, after every sentence. not a lot to the story. No, well, you've read it, clearly. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, sorry, pretty yeah. freaky. Yeah. Obviously, this guy, he does work in a cemetery. So, you know, if you're wondering, um, why is this guy walking around the cemetery? Oh, it's creepy. Ooh. He does work there. So, that makes sense. But he was aged in his 40s. He was carrying some stuff around 8 a.m. doing some, obviously, yeah. some maintenance work in the cemetery. Yeah. Fallen down the open grave and broken his leg. Okay, that's just, that doesn't even. Uh, and so, you know, obviously he's been freed after a few hours. Yeah. Uh, Fire Brigade have come along, CFA, etc. SES crews have come and saved him. But pretty scary being at the bottom of a grave. I can mm. see all, all you're doing, Tommy, staring at a computer screen, <laughs> looking at a list of buttons going, mm, what can I add to this? <laughs> anyway, so the, <laughs> the man's uh, alone for a while and he's filled his time by... What? What was that sound effect you just played? That was him falling into the grave. Oh, that was him falling. It's like, oh, I'm going to fall into the grave. I thought that was a downstairs reference. No. No, so uh, he has broken his leg. But imagine hearing in a cemetery, yeah. like just hearing, help, help. <laughs> 
Like that, if you came across that and you were in a graveyard, you'd think, "Oh my God, someone's fallen in a grave." No, you'd think there's a ghost or my, <laughs> no, my relative you... has come back to haunt me. Well, this is the whole thing about Saved by the Bell. You know this story, right? No. So back in the day, in the old olden days, yeah. they used to tie strings onto fingers and toes of dead people. Really? And then they had bells at the top of the grave. Yeah. And so if you, um, because it was really hard to tell if people were dead back in the day, yeah. so people would come back to life, ring the bell. And the grave digger would come and dig boing. you up. <laughs> exactly. You'd go boing. I just thought it had some sounds like you do to me. And uh, yeah, the grave digger would dig you up and you'd be saved by the bell. That is a cool little story from you. How? As well as a hit 80s TV show. <laughs> <laughs> How many times though are they burying the wrong people? Heaps. They, were just, they, I don't know. they need to slow down and double check. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are they so hasty to go, quick, bury him, bury him, we'll check if he's alive later. All right, I reckon you've filled enough time from that shitty little story. What, do you, what question do you want to ask, Ollie? Uh, one, triple, three, five, three. Have you fallen in a hole? 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 I mean, it's pretty funny, isn't it? I mean, someone will call up on one, triple, three, five, three. They'll tell their story. No doubt you'll jump in with something like. Um. Okay, we can improve on that one during the song. But one triple three five three, have you fallen in a hole? Maybe the cluttering sound effect, the you know, clashing and bashing. That's better. We'll use that. You're on Triple M. It's Queen on Triple M. We have questions with Tom and Ollie, uh, and in about ten minutes' time, if your cat's a bit of a dick, we reckon we can tell you why. Um, easy question to start the show, Tom. Easy for you yep. and easy for us. Yep. Uh, have you fallen in a hole? Have you ever fallen into a hole on one triple three five three? Just telling a story before about a man who fell in an open grave in a cemetery. Yeah. He does work there, but he broke his leg. Uh, it's quite a deep hole. Where was the, I was reading how deep it was. Hey, let me go to the news. Let's go. To the news. A rescue operation currently underway in Melbourne's northeast, where a man is trapped. In a newly dug grave, he suffered leg injuries after falling into a two-metre-wide hole. My favourite part about newsreaders is when they're stumped by the story. Like, when they're like, this is hilarious, this... but I have to be... A man has fallen in a grave. Yeah, not, a, not a whole bunch of people on the phones, but let's go to Tracy on one triple three five three. Tracy, you're our only caller on this. Have you fallen in a hole? <laughs> <laughs> Great, only caller. Yeah. Yes, we are, we are a national show, Tracy, yeah. so you're, you're the only person in Australia. Tell us about it. <laughs> the only one that will admit to it. <laughs> yes. What happened? Oh, I was at a four-wheel drive competition a few years ago, and we're on our way to a um, an event at night, yeah. and my husband had run off in front of me and left me behind, and um, I couldn't see where I was going because I didn't have a torch, and I fell in a wombat hole. Brilliant. Oh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I, I couldn't actually climb out of this hole because it was over five foot deep and I'm what? only five foot tall. Are you sure that was a wombat or like the, the bloody bunyip or something? That's a huge hole. <laughs> I, well, in the bottom of that hole was a couple of big logs to stop p- people from getting into that hole, oh. which I was very lucky I didn't break my leg on. <laughs> yeah, far out, Tracy. Tracy. Look out for those wombat holes, what? mate. Lauren on one triple three five three. you've also fallen in a hole. I have. What, oh, kind, no. what kind of hole, Lauren? Tell us. It was just a a big hole on the side of the road. Oh, no. Um, yeah. It had been there for a while, I would say. <laughs> no good, Lauren. That's no good. Tom, the, the worst time that uh, I can relate to this is at yeah. the snow. And we went to the snow with our friends a few years ago. Yeah. And I, I think I've been back since. This is such a bad experience. I love it. I couldn't get the pommers to work. 
Oh, so funny. Those are the things that pull you back up to the hill, and I was on a snowboard. They're a round disc, and they kind of have an elastic rope on it, and you're supposed to put them through your legs to get yourself up the hill. But they're a shit chairlift. <laughs> a chairlift will pick you up every time. A pommer is hard to navigate. Yeah. I was left to, I, all my friends had bailed up the hill. I couldn't, couldn't manage them, so I had oh, to ski so off, uh, snowboard off down a path that no one ever goes. Yeah. And you know when, you, when you're in the snow, and, or, or any kind of crash where one minute you're traveling, and mm. the next minute, Everything spun around and you just appear somewhere else. Yes. I dropped about four meters. Oh my God. No one was around. Very embarrassing. Had to ask for help. I love it. Scream for help. Kyle on 13353, you've fallen in a very big hole. Um, I fell in an old abandoned mine shaft. Oh my God. So it was pitch black and I was there for about four and a half hours (gasps) until my brothers heard me yelling loud enough to come and get me. Oh. That's not okay. How often were you, uh, sorry, how long were you yelling for? Um, about probably, uh, in, including or not including when I took a break because my voice got a bit sore. Wow. And Kyle, <laughs> did you have to drink your own, you know? Um, no, it wasn't that long. <laughs> okay. But I, I did turn behind me to let it out. <laughs> <laughs> you had to do a wee in the wee end. Oh, well, I was only 12, so you can't really hold it for long. Oh, you're 12 years old. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's, so, that's like, that's how Batman begins. Begins. <laughs> Is it? He falls in a mine shaft and the bats come out and that's why he's scared of the bats. And Is... then he overcomes his fear of bats and he turns into Batman. There it is. Batman origin story from Tom. <laughs> Alicia, you've fallen in a hole. I certainly have. And what did you land on? A wombat. Oh, my God. Oh. What's with wombats? <laughs> Leave wombat the Australian holes. fauna alone, oh. Sharon, you fell on a hole when you were eight years old? Uh, yes, I did. What is it? A drain pit manhole? A manhole? Yes. A yes. manhole. Yeah. <laughs> drain pit manhole. Oh, okay. And ended up with a piece of Rio in my leg, and six stitches later, away I went. Oh. Full on. Poor holes kids. are so, like, holes are dangerous. And if you're a kid falling in a hole, that's scary. As a yeah, kid. you don't want that. Richard, you were a kid. How big was the hole? Yeah, okay, fellas. It was probably three or four metres. Oh, oh, my God. Where was it? Like, out in the bush? No, no, suburban street. There was a, a new subdivision getting built. And uh, I was probably about 11 riding my bike with all the big kids. Yeah. I'm last in line and uh, they've all veered left and I haven't. So straight, straight into the uncovered. Oh, manhole. Richard. And, well, did you cry? Oh, mate, I bought my eyes out. <laughs> yeah, you would. I, I rode, my, rode my bike home, showed mum, she said, oh, get some Mercurochrome on that. Yeah. These it's days, you, these days you'd sue the council. <laughs> yeah, you would sue the council. You'd litigate. After all this, Ollie, there is an official theme song of falling in a hole. Okay. It's a Disney classic. Uh, that's all I had. Who would have thought you could talk for five minutes about falling in a Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Tom and Ollie tackling the big questions. Have you ever smelt a fish that's freshly come out of the water? Yeah, it smells like fish. <laughs> Triple M. Hey, we are those men, Ollie, that have questions. Yes. Um, and look, we need your help sometimes. Sometimes we ask you to give us a call on one triple three five three. Now, there's a certain section of society that I would ask if they would please give us their time. Uh, if you have a cat, I was wondering if you'd jump on the phone for two seconds. Well, Tom, I mean, you're offering a service to them. I mean, what you've found here is great information about cats <laughs> and about cat owners. So actually, if you want to be the first to hear, this is actually scientific yeah, news, Yeah, this Tom. is actually big. It's big. It is it? scientific. Yeah. So if you want to be the first to hear this cat news that mm-hmm. relates to you as a cat owner, yeah. um, jump on the phone. One triple three five three. You own a cat? 
we really would appreciate your time. It'd be great. And I think you'll find it quite interesting as well. Triple M's Tom and Ollie, those men that have questions. Tom and Ollie playing Rock's Greatest Hits here on Triple M. And after 8 o'clock, some of the Oscars movies this year were a bit shit. Your chance to help us right that wrong after 8. Uh, Ollie, there's some, there's some massive news in the, in the cat in the cat world. You mean the feline world, Tom? The feline world. <laughs> You're talking scientifically. It's cool for cats indeed. It's it's interesting for humans, though. Before I tell you this news, I just want a couple of cat owners, people who have cats, to tell us a bit about the personality of their cat. This will okay. become clear in a second. Uh, but Victoria on one trip. There, there's some kind of link. There's a link. There's okay. a link to a personality of a cat. Anyway, I'll explain all in a second. Victoria. Hello. How, how many cats? Yeah, good mate. How many cats have you got? I've got one. I've got a little five-year-old boy. His oh. name's Piney. Five-year-old oh, Piney. And what does Piney like? What's he doing? What What's he, do? he like? He's very naughty, very mischievous, um, very noisy. Yeah. Right, I'm going to write this down. Probably hear him in the background, actually. Oh, I bet he is just oh, having oh, a, oh. having a bit of a scratch mm. somewhere, probably. Naughty. I'm going to write this down, Victoria. So you got a naughty, mischievous cat. Yeah, naughty and noisy, Ollie. His okay. name was Piney. Steph on one triple three five three. What's your cat personality like? This will all come to light in a second. <laughs> My cat is an absolute butthole. <laughs> My daughter's cat is even worse. Oh. <laughs> okay, so why is your cat a butthole, Steph? Oh, he'll do anything that he can to keep me awake at night. Yep. You know they, yep. you know how they tell you to keep them inside at night time? Yeah. It's like, only dog people that tell pet, cat people to do that. Like always just making sounds like on and on and on and on. Stuff. Three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So Steph is annoying. Yeah. Yes. I've... Man, that sucks. Annoying yeah. and he's a butthole. Okay. All right, Steph, thank you. Sarah, uh, you've got two cats. What, yep. what are their personalities like? Um, I've got one that thinks it's a dog and the other one was extremely timid. Okay. So, Describe yeah. their personality. So the f- second one's timid. What's the other one yep. like? All he thinks is a dog. He's like my daughter's best friend. <laughs> so how does, that, so, how does that manifest? How does that play out? Is he friendly? Is he stupid? Oh, no, no, no. He's extremely friendly. Yep. Um, but yeah, look, my daughter would be lost without him. So okay. yeah, which, which, one's, which one's more your cat, Sarah? Uh, the timid one. Timid the one's timid more one. yours. Yeah. Right, let's yeah. let's right. stick on that. Just for the science experiment here yeah. that we're, we are running. Yeah. Um, uh, Tom, you found this study. I did. I did. Uh, so what we've got here is three um, participants in the study. We've got mm-hmm. Victoria, Steph, and Sarah. They each have a cat. They've each told us the personality of their cat. Um, I might actually uh, tell this to Victoria. I'll tell exactly what the study's about. So Victoria, your cat was naughty. was a bit noisy and stuff, right? Yeah. Well, I've, I've just seen here uh, in the paper, it says that... Scientists have found felines really are copycats and develop personalities that mirror their owners. Oh, well, we're spot on with that one, then. Well, I I mean, in your words, your cat was naughty and noisy. Is that you, Victoria? Well, I'm a receptionist, so I definitely definitely talk a lot. I don't know what you should call it noisy. Oh, catty. (laughs) Oh. Well, it does. It goes on to say that pets that were neurotic or overweight or cheerful often had owners who had similar traits. It's incredible findings, Tom. Steph, uh, your cat again. You describe, Steph, your cat as an annoying butthole. So, Steph, you've heard the science. I mean, how do you react to that? Um, My other half would probably agree, but then he keeps spiders and scorpions. So, you know, he's creepy. You're a butthole. He's a pest. (laughs) 
is an insect slash pet. And your cat goes on and on and on, doesn't it, Steph? Do you it go does. on and on and on? Oh, look, I could go on and on. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I bet, Steph. Well, uh, let's go to our third participant, Sarah. You just heard the news that cats mirror their owners in personality. You said yours hey. was timid. Oh, yeah, hell no. <laughs> uh, you're not t- timid yourself, Sarah? No. Maybe. I don't think so. Okay, so what's going on here? You've taken after your daughter's cat, maybe. Oh, uh, possibly. That, that thinks it's a dog. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's saying, but anyway. No, I, won't, I won't say it, but no. we, we can all infer. <laughs> Rock's greatest hits with the Rolling Stones, Sympathy for the Devil on Triple M with Tom and Ollie, where those men that ask questions after 8 o'clock. Some of the Oscars movies were just a bit naff this year. We'll, we need your help to rewrite history. Uh, Tom, I want to start this by saying I, I did something or I thought something was quite dumb, right? But I, I, don't, I don't think I'm a dumb person. <laughs> what I think I am is someone who doesn't like to overthink. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not stupid, but I, would, I never overthink. If, if anything, I'm at risk of not thinking think, enough. Thinking enough. Yes, I'll, just, I'll just take it for, for granted, correct, right? Yeah. Um, Very whimsical. Th- this all comes from uh, Netflix. My dumb moment was watching my oh. favorite new TV show on Netflix, which I would like to recommend to everyone. Okay. Now, I am rem- a bit uh, uh, reluctant to recommend Netflix series after the last time I came on air, and I said, everybody must watch O.J. Simpson vs. The People. Yeah, which was an old series that mm. had been made about four years earlier that you decided oh, I thought to... it was current. No. I thought it was... Ha- Again, no. just didn't, over- didn't overthink it. You know, I just sort of assumed that it's sure. what I thought was true, but it wasn't. Guys, have you seen Golden Girls? Anyway, no. The show you've got to start watching, Tom, is on Netflix. It's called World War II in Colour. Okay. Take a listen. September the 1st, 1939. German troops thrust deep into Poland to win a swift and absolute victory. It is an incredible documentation of the World War II. The soldiers are thrusting into what? Thrusting into Poland. Oh, uh, which is how the war started. Episode yep. one, a bit, bit of a prelude no, to the war. <laughs> it goes yep. to episode 10, I think. Um, You're watching it, a war docker. It's all footage, right? It's all footage from the war. There is no like cutting to some old dude chatting or talking. It's just literally footage to footage to footage. I, I don't I mean, they had... It's a documentary. They've got... Yeah, of course. It's just so you're watching a World War II documentary. Yeah, well, you say like that. Yeah. It's just a World War II documentary. It's yeah. a great TV show. Is but it? what it is... I thought, Tom... What sets this apart from other documentaries? I don't know. I'm just saying. I've watched this one, and it's bloody great. Okay. I go out. I sit down to watch TV. I go, what should I watch? Russian Doll. I've started that. Yeah, sure. What about, uh, you know, what else is good? You know, Sex sex Education. education. Yeah, sure. Each time I sit down... Mari Kondo. Tidying up with Mari Kondo. I'm telling you, I sit sit down. I keep going back to World War II in colour. No, you don't. But here's the dumb bit. Here's what was dumb. Okay. I'm watching it. I'm like, this is great. How have they... They must have just discovered all this great footage in colour. Like they've somehow just gotten better cameras and they've found all this colour. And then if you re-watch the the intro sequence, they have painted it all on. So they've added the colour. Is that why it's called World War II in colour? And I was annoyed. Half an hour in, I was like, hang on, all these colours are fake. They just guessed this. No. Because they don't know for sure. Yeah, have you they've, heard about colour restoration? They've got kid pics and they've just filled in the colours. I mean, is that what they've done? <laughs> they've taken Microsoft Paint. Yeah, they're, they're filling in. Yes, they have. I mean, have you heard of colour restoration no, in I old haven't. photos? No, I haven't. It's a major art form. It's a thing. Oh, well, I can guess what it is. But do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> oh, I had thought that it was real vision in colour and I was like, this is cool. Once I realised, but it's, I'm embarrassed You're now. getting the wrap-up signal, I'm embarrassed now to look back at the... I've got a screenshot of Churchill in front of his army. 
And now that I've realised it, I'm okay. embarrassed that I spent <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> I did spend half an hour thinking that was real. Oh my god! I've and just you, you've just I mean, handed me a picture the, of this. The grass is like fake grass. It's so great. This looks like something out of Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> it does. The animated version. <laughs> Everything's magically colourful. Oh, you are an absolute imbecile. Go and watch it though. Great no, show. No. What? Why not? There's much better things on telly. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Uh, Tom, I've just posted uh, a little photo of uh, oh. World War II in colour. I think it's worth going and watching. It's an incredibly... No. Did you know that Hitler built the Autobahn? Yeah. You knew that already? Yeah, I knew that. Well, I didn't know that. So, anyway, go and check it out uh, at Instagram and Facebook. Tom and Ollie, also a photo of me. Um, trying Don't to, know about that, Trying man. to explain the, the, the way Tom let us down with his oh, moustache. Ollie, you know what I'm sick of? Just being noticed in the street. It's like, God, guys, leave me alone. Like, I'm, I know I'm a celebrity. <laughs> I know I work on the radio. You've got to be kidding me. I got noticed on the street, and I'm like, guys, leave me alone. I'm sure it was a different you Tom. Know? No, they is went, it, it, hey, Tom. Oh, it's not you. Sorry, someone else. No, nah, they were like, oh, is it Tom or Ollie? And I went, it's Tom. <laughs> and they said, all right, see ya. <laughs> they were oh. asking for cash for oh. Plastic Free World or something. I didn't have any money. Felt bad, but it's like, guys, don't come after me on the street. Don't pretend know? like you're getting recognized. That's probably the first time ever. <sighs> Whatever. It's never happened before. Just it, don't. It, it won't you know, happen again. Guys, don't come after me on the street. Oh, bug you, me. You, you know, pig. I've got a life to live. You pig. Come and bug me. Bug Ollie. Oh, I don't mind. Short name, short man, by the way. So if you see Tommy's the short one, <laughs> Ollie's the taller one. Just so you know, Tom's got a blonde mustache. Uh, Tom, up next, <laughs> yeah. all the Oscars news that you heard and maybe wished you heard. Mm. We'll come to you. That's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Maroon 5, harder to breathe on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Tom, let's uh, hit play on the Oscars theme music. Uh, Hollywood's Night of Nights. A uh, couple of nights ago. We're not, uh, <laughs> we're not yeah, on the nose with this news, are we? But it's fine. What, Happened yesterday, Arvo. So yesterday's show, we could have discussed the winners. 100%. Why didn't we? We love the movies. Do we? Yes, we do. I've studied film for three years. So well, you did study film for three years. I have a Bachelor years. of Film and Television. Oh, chuck that in the bins. Worth nothing. Hey, you made that goldfish documentary that no one ever saw. Mate, it's on YouTube. People can check it out. Fish Eat Fish. It's great little... Uh... Well, here's the wrap-up, Tom. Um, Green Book, best film. Ugh. Have seen the film. Do, do rate it. Great film. Oh, oh really? Oh, definitely. Go and see Green you Book. See, when did you see that? That's great. I don't know, like two weeks ago. I saw it with my girlfriend. Absolutely beautiful film. Like, okay. heartwarming. Yeah. Bit of controversy around... People are going, does, should it win? Shouldn't it win? Does a, can a white person tell a story about a white hero in racist America? Yeah. I mean, I would just say yes, but it's complicated. Sure. Anyway, there's a bit of saga there. I was upset about A Star Is Born not winning. Oh. Despite loving and enjoying Green Book, to me, A Star Is Born, Tom... Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. Oh my God! Was one of the greatest films you, you could see last year. Yeah. Uh, you saw it. I mean, you can't remember some of it. You, yeah, I was. You were tired. I fell asleep. Very tired. Had a few beers. Um, I personally, I cried. Yeah. I thought Lady Gaga and Bradley's chemistry. I mean, this song won original best original song. Bohemian Rhapsody uh, also did very well. Rami Malek winning best yeah. actor and a few other things. Yeah. Here's the deal, Tom. I'm annoyed that A Star Is Born essentially got dogged. They were nominated for like, I don't know, five awards. They ended up winning Best Song. That was it. Yeah. In my opinion, should have won Best Picture. Yeah. yeah, Green Book was good, but A Star Is Born should have won. So what we're going to do now yeah. is we're going to play a game we call 
won't get fooled again, yeah. right? It's a bit of a radio game. Now, how it works <laughs> is... a radio game. It, it, it uses the power of radio, but the power of radio has a bit of a uh, flaw in that people join listening to the show... At any time. At any time. All the time we have new listeners. Mm-hmm. For instance, right now, someone's just joined us, yes. and I'm, I'll tell them again, A Star Is Born Was Robbed. <laughs> but the point <laughs> is, Tom, we're going to play a song here, yeah. and what will happen when we play David Bowie is that a number of people will join us, yeah. and they will, <laughs> they will listen into Bowie, they'll hear us chat after Bowie. What we're going to do is, you're in on the gag, okay? Up next, we're going to do a whole segment after Bowie chatting about how A Star Is Born did win Best Film. Yeah. Best Film of the Year. Now, now here's where we need your... Obviously, it didn't. Here's where we need your help. We need a couple of people right now that can help us out. One triple three five three. We want you to kind of be a bit of an actor. You've play you've play got, best actor, you've, best actress. Yeah, you've got to be a good actor, a good supporting actress. Um, because we want to go to you and go, how good is it that uh, that A Star Is Born has won? Yeah, you need to be able to play along with us, talking about how good A Star Is Born is, how, how happy we are that it won. And we'll see how many people we can fool who join us over this song. You're part of the gag. Up next, do not get angry if we, you hear us lying. No, no. That's the whole point. Not at all. Actors get involved, join the charade, join the A Star Is Born is the best film of the year and it won the Oscar, and watch as people get angry and call up after this (laughs) when they hear us shamefully getting a basic, basic fact very wrong. One, triple, three, five, three, get involved. Triple M's Tom and Ollie rewriting history. It's Tom and Ollie on Triple M playing Rock's greatest hits. David Bowie, Ashes to Ashes. Tom, we are doing the Oscars wrap-up, the mm. Oscars wash-up. Play that music, my friend. Mm, the system's frozen. So, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, I can't. It's just actually said not responding. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here That's we go. Right. Welcome right. to the first hostless Oscars. And wasn't that a controversy, but oh, who cares, no. Tom? When did this uh, happen? This happened like yesterday, right? Yeah. Somewhat... Why didn't we just go through the winners yeah. yesterday, Ollie? <laughs> somewhat old news, Tom, but uh, here we are doing it uh, a day late. But that's okay. Um, because we are covering off important news. Yep. If you want to get involved in the Oscars uh, wash-up chat, one triple three five three is our number. One triple three five three. But can I first say congrats to A Star Is Born oh. uh, for winning the Best Picture? Of course, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's romantic, uh, romantic, uh, not comedy. What would be drama? Here's the announcement here. And the Oscar goes to A Star Is Born. <laughs> It is uh, incredible stuff. I was so chuffed that A Star Is Born t- took it out. Because I, I saw the film, Tom. I yep. loved it. I cried. I know you saw an afternoon session about 4.20. So yes. You, fell asleep. You fell asleep. You were very tired yeah. uh, that time of day. But um, uh, one triple three five three is our number if you yeah. want to get involved in the chat. Sad to say that Green Book didn't get the win. I know. I did think that it was a worthy film, the Green Book, with uh, Viggo Mortensen uh, and, and the rest. But uh, I did like that A Star Is Born won. Amanda, what were your thoughts? You thought that it was worthy. Are you joking? Well, you didn't like A Star Is Born. How could you question? No, I'm questioning Green Book. How could you oh. question A Star oh, Is Born winning? Oh, so you're saying that oh my different God. leagues. Different leagues. Oh. Yes. You saw, obviously, both films. <sighs> I just have to catch my breath. Oh, so who, okay. in your opinion, should have won I, the Oscar? I don't know if I want to talk to you anymore. You're a hardcore A Star Is Born fan, Amanda. So you must be chuffed then that it won. Oh, absolutely. Mm, yeah, mm. well, good. I don't want to get too far. Amanda's getting a bit, <laughs> bit spicy there. Christian, uh, what did you think about the win for A Star Is Born for Best Picture? Oh, mate, nothing else. Could have won. Yeah. yeah. That was it. It was did, just one film in the whole thing. Very romantic storyline for A Star Is Born, Christian. But did you, as a man, were you able to really connect with Bradley Cooper's character? Oh, yeah, he's a legend. 
Um, bit of a drunk, had a crack at her at one point, which wasn't cool, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it was it was a great movie. So deserving of that best Oscar, that best picture Oscar. One triple three five three. If you do want to let us know about uh, what you thought about the winning film, well, there is the Oscar. there. I have got uh, some audio of Lady Gaga um, getting up on stage oh. after Star Is Born won Best Picture. Okay, let's have a look. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to the Academy for this wonderful honour. Thank you to every single person in this room. Thank you. Rob, can you believe that A Star Is Born won Best Picture, mate? Best Picture was the best thing ever. It was Sorry, say it again, Rob. What's the best song they won? Yeah. Star Is Born, they didn't get Best Picture, did they? No, Star Is Born did win Best yeah, Picture. Yeah, they won Best Picture. Oh, well, you should have won all of them, mate. I, yeah, I loved it. I yeah, think well, I it was great. Yeah, well, they put one, but... Um, yeah, I can't really hear you, Rob. But they Sorry, did, They mate. also won um, Best Song, Best Original Song. Yeah. Emma, what did you think? Do you think A Star Is Born was uh, deserved of winning the Best Picture Oscar? Yeah, definitely. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga were amazing. Yeah, that, yeah. The chemistry was incredible. Uh, we've got Steve on the line. Oh, what's well. Steve want? Good evening, Steve. How are you? Join the conversation. Oh, on guys, you clowns. Yep. You clowns. You got oh. it wrong. What? Catch up with the news, guys. What, what happened? We will rock you won the Oscar. <laughs> we will rock you? Yes, come on. Don't you, you, That's I, not I, even I a film. film. I can't believe that you didn't think it won. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Hang on. Hang on. Are, you, are you fooling us, Steve? <laughs> oh, Steve, mate, admit it. Have, who's been fooled here, you or us? Oh, look, I... You found us in a radio game. It's called Won't Get Fooled Again. Uh, That whole point, uh, that whole time we were lying, weren't we all? Got you, Steve. We got you big time, buddy. Take that. Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Ollie, (laughs) mate, I I am a bona fide Uber driver. Oh. Get to know that sound. Making, making some extra cash, you are, aren't I you, Tom? certainly am. Well, that was at least your reasoning for being an Uber driver. You yes. haven't done a, a heap of driving as far as I've well, been aware well, of. Yeah, sure. I mean, I've had a little break. But the best part about partnering with Uber, Ollie, is you can jump on and off the app whenever you want. So if you want to drive, you drive. If you don't want to drive, you don't drive. In your case, you don't drive, and yes. you end up having not made enough money to pay back the fees and the admin that you spent getting set up. Here's the thing. I've found a few potholes. Metaphorically, loopholes? No, potholes oh. on my uh, Uber driving adventure. Right, the first pothole I found is that when I want to drive, you mean pitfall? No, potholes. <laughs> what you've hit a pothole in the driving? Oh God, I've hit a few roadblocks in my adventure as right. an Uber driver. You know, the first time I wanted to drive, I was driving between the hours of probably like midday and three o'clock. Not a lot of people want Ubers during that time, right? People aren't going to lunch in, the, in an Uber. You're saying do it on a weekend or a Friday night or a Saturday yeah. night. And I'm like, yeah. no, I'm busy. I've got pubs to be at. You know what I mean? Well, I've got pints to drink. That's just stupid. So that was one of my pitfalls. All right. And but, but potholes. Whatever. So then I've found out, I've found, I've clocked it. I've clocked Uber oh, driving. Good, I've good. I'm it, glad mate. to hear that because I want to see you succeed. So here's the thing. Today... I made, remember when I like didn't make past minimum wage? You, be, you made sub-minimum wage. Sub-minimum wage for my driving. Was that like 40 bucks over two hours? 
40 bucks over three hours. <laughs> Not great. How about today though, Ollie? I got a total of $100. Wow. From one day of driving. hundred bucks. big. A hundred. How many hours? One hundred dollars. How many hours, you ask? Hmm. Two and a half hours. It's not bad, Tommy. Not bad cash, am I right? It's pretty good cash. You could use a hundred bucks to repair the car after all the potholes you hit. No, they were pitfalls. Anyway, here's the thing. I've figured out, I you have to get up early. Oh, really? Yeah. Are people up, driving in the morning? People want lifts to work, Ollie. Isn't that I crazy? got up at eight o'clock this morning. Oh, that's early. Surges everywhere. God, that's early. It's so early. Two and a half time surge everywhere, all over the map. The whole map was orange saying, well, guys, get out and drive. Okay. Here's the other thing. Yep. There was a promotion on at the moment for drivers, which yep. meant that if I did five trips between six and 10 a.m., extra 25 bucks. So I made $75. Uber chucked in an extra 25. Well, a cash bonus. Cash bonus for jumping on the road. Jeez. Yeah. It all makes sense now. This is why you're so stroppy when the, you come into work because you're, you're tired. Yeah. I look, I am tired now, which is the, you know, the Well, that's hole. one of the potholes of driving of the for yeah. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Tom and Ollie. That's outrageous. You are talent. On Triple M. Tom, why uh, was one of Australia's biggest criminal cases suppressed in the news? Um, it's a big question, uh, and I'm talking about Cardinal Pell. Uh, we are going to get all the details from that news story that's out today from uh, the newsroom and also dissect exactly what's going down in the churches. It's all up next. And with Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. Some massive, massive news today. I can tell you now that Cardinal George Pell has been convicted on five counts of child sexual abuse. This information can only just be published now because the suppression order was lifted only a few minutes ago. George Pell was actually tried at the end of last year. Uh, it's angered Australians so much, even this angry man outside of court, who was a random Catholic, had something to say. The Catholics throw unlimited money at this. I am a Catholic. I'm ashamed to be a Catholic today. I want to see Pell excommunicated. I want to see Pell in jail. I want to see the Catholics properly compensate their victims, not use all their lawyers to delay everything that they do. To find out why the hell we haven't been able to talk about this for a while, we've got from the newsroom, James Royce. Thank you so much for joining us, James. No, thanks for having me. Um, so why the hell haven't we been able to report on this Because for so long? these things called suppression orders have okay. been in place. So essentially, suppression orders are there to protect something, whether it be the integrity of a case, the identity of someone, etc. Now, in this case, so George Pell today was convicted of a case against two choir boys yeah. in 1996. However, there was a second trial that was going to take place. Okay. That was dropped today. Yeah. So the fear was, had we released, so this all happened in December. Had we re reported on it then, the jury in the next case would have been told that this man has committed this crime mm. and therefore they would be prejudiced into thinking that he's more likely to be, or they are more likely to think that he is guilty compared to if they just had the plain facts in front of them. Isn't that funny? Because I, I mean, I respect the law and all that, but it, it's almost like, well, it is more likely because he did it. So it's <laughs> almost like it is information in the case. No, but I guess they're separate cases. Right, so right. You, you may or may not be correct. Mm. However, you've got to take each case on its merit. Yep. On the explicit facts in front of you, yep. the fact that this may or may not have happened in the past 
in terms of the court is irrelevant. Okay. Now, a suppression order, is that something uh, that you get if you're in a, a rich church that can pay for it or is it a fairly no, standard thing? No, it's, I mean, it's again, it's to protect things. So right. the, we've got in Victoria at the moment the Lawyer X scandal where a gangland lawyer was accused of being a police informant. Mm. We can't name that person to okay. protect their identity. So I don't think that the fact that the church has money has anything to it's do with it. It's not a power it. thing. It's just no, a standard law So basically, thing. it's to protect justice from being right. served. So if okay. the second case had gone ahead, the jury could not have been contaminated with that evidence before or that knowledge that he had already been convicted. Right. Okay. So what is what is Cardinal Pell facing now? Lifetime in jail? He's going to be sentenced next week. Yeah. Um, it won't be. I, I don't think it would be life, but I guess we'll find out next week. Okay. Right. It is important to say that uh, Pell still denies the allegations and will appeal it. So... Um, he, he's, yeah, he right. says he didn't do it. Right. Yeah. And he's going to appeal. Interesting stuff. Thank you very much, James Royce. No, thank you. You're with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Big news today. It's absolutely flooded the media. I can tell you now that Cardinal George Pell has been convicted on five counts of child sexual abuse. This information can only just be published now because the suppression order was lifted only a few minutes ago. George Pell was actually tried at the end of last year. Pell is the most senior Catholic cleric in the world to be found guilty of such offences. There is an appeal being made. He has denied uh, these acts. But on the phone, we have Reverend Jim Reynolds. He runs the Christian Outreach Ministries of Australia. Good evening, Jim Reynolds. Good evening, guys. How are you? Good, Jim. Uh, but taken aback by this news, I think um, this is how I feel about it, and, and maybe others do as well, that obviously there was a lot of cover-ups going on, and we thought, well, George Pell's covered it up. That's a real shame. Um, but now to see that he himself has seemingly been implicated and, and has his own demons to deal with, it just really feels like it's everywhere, doesn't it? And it's, it's so impervious, and it's just it's become a, this festation, infestation in the church. Is that how you feel about it? Yeah, look, I certainly do. Uh, it's not just an infestation in the church. I mean, the, the cardinal is the one of the highest profile people to be convicted, and now obviously he's appealing that conviction. But uh, when you look at many of the other smaller organisations, it is just as rife. And what we have is a problem of us as a society not knowing how to identify these people and knowing how these people work. A lot of the times they will infiltrate places like churches, uh, youth organisations and that kind of thing and hide right. well, to do, you, do their, you, their crimes. You're speaking to my, my next question there because, and you might have sort of started to answer it, but my, my question was going to be, and it's a hard one to answer, it's, it's kind of the big one, I was just going to say, why do we think that this, this kind of offending seems to be happening so much in churches? Why is it involving children so much? And, you know, why, is that, why does it feel like that as well? Yeah, why is that seemingly happening? And, and is, that, is that kind of your answer, that these people seek out the church as a place to offend? Basically, it is. Uh, for a very long time, the church was a safe space because we rely on the fact of forgiveness. We rely on the fact of everyone is there for a good reason. Mm. We don't want to believe this type of stuff can happen in our own backyard. And it's very, very hard as an administrator to come to terms with the fact that your organisation has been seen by one of these offenders mm. as a safe place to try and groom children. It, it is quite confronting, and I have had that happen in my own organisation in our English arm, 
where I actually had to travel over there and look into a case where we had somebody who was attempting to groom uh, a child. And the, the problem that we found was that it's so hard to believe that it's actually happening in your back door. And quite often we want to see the good in people and that's why it's become a safe space. And this is where the church has to change their views and start working on if something is suspicious, we jump on it straight away. Well, as a, as a teacher, yeah, I think uh, maybe the church does need to move more towards that uh, academic feel where every, everyone's under the microscope, everyone's up for critique when it comes to, you know, doors are always open. As a teacher, we're, we're bred with that mentality. Is that where we need to go for the churches? 100% correct. Uh, many of the smaller organisations uh, who have been in the limelight over this issue have made those changes because it has been so easy. The Catholic Church is a slow-moving machine that never changes, and that's one of the reasons why it's been so easy for people uh, like these offenders to infiltrate that system. We're speaking to Reverend Jim Reynolds, who runs Christian Outreach Ministries of Australia. Reverend Jim, how does this? Aff- I'm not a church-going man. How does this affect an everyday church-going person? Do you think this conviction is going to have an effect? Not so much on the other denominations, but certainly the Catholics. With a man in the position of the cardinal, there's a lot of trust, respect, people looking up to him, and they are going to be very much questioning their faith and where they go from here. It's going to be a very hard time for the Catholics specifically. But with the other denominations, we've been very lucky because of our size. Mm. We've been able to address a lot of these issues very quickly. And while there will be some comments, I don't think we'll see the loss of trust that the Catholic Church will certainly experience. So, Jim, opportunistic as it might be, as a Protestant, do you now go and try and secure some new members? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll get, get them while they're down Mate, I'm, I'm very good at stealing members from other churches without these things going on so I'm, I'm not too worried about it good. Reverend Jim Reynolds, thank you so much for joining us tonight, mate No worries, guys, you have a good night You with Triple M's Tom and Ollie We have questions One, two, three, four It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M Oh, God, it's so good Ollie Having fun tonight, Tom? We certainly are, mate, tonight <laughs> I mean, the you know how I'm the uh, church stuff. I'm the holder of all truths. Oh yeah, remember you, that? You, you're the guy who delivers. I mean, they're truth bombs. That's what they are. They're, they are statements, but they hold so much power. Well, Ollie, tonight. Don't tell me. Yeah, mate. Don't tell. Can we just say in half an hour's time, skincare packs up for grabs in our favourite game uh, called Don't Call. So you can play uh, Don't Call in about half an hour, and if you're lucky, win a skincare pack. But Ollie, up next. Don't do it, man. We're not ready for it. A brand new truth bomb, and here's what I need. One, triple, three, five, three. Oh, God. If you've ever been in a convertible, I need you to jump on the phone. If you've ever been in the convertible, jump on the phone now. Like That's a car with, car with no roof. A car with no roof. Roof. One, triple, three, five, three. You've ever been in a convertible? I need your help. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Metallica, nothing else matters there on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. Uh, look, quick one. Just jump on the phone. One triple three five three. If you have ever been in a convertible, that's right, a car without a roof. Have you ever driven in a convertible? We need help for Tom's truth bomber. Again, that phone number is one triple three five three. Give us a quick buzz. We'd appreciate it. Thank you very much.
It's the boss on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Although sometimes we just speak the truth, Ollie. Well, you do, Tom. You, you're the man who jumps on this show, turns the microphones on. Occasionally you do what you call uh, a truth bomb. Mm. And I dump it on the nation. You I dump, dump it. the Is truth that, bomb do you on want the to nation. Play yeah, little... yeah, yeah. Tom Bainbridge. Truth bomber. Massive. I, I refer to them more as inane statements. Oh. I mean, you'll come on and you'll say that supping is the greatest sport ever. <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> Which is a sentence I can barely get out without laughing. It I'll is. try again. Supping, those big boards where you stand up. Yeah. Supping, stand up paddleboarding yeah. is the greatest sport ever. <laughs> well, it's a truth bomb. No, it's just dumb. Truth bomb. I've got one for you now, Ollie. I've got a truth bomb for you now. Listen to this, all right? Well, you this asked may for... be, This may be controversial, right? Because convertibles, right? Mm. I've asked people who've ridden in convertibles before. Convertibles, Ollie. Convertibles are usually seen as a sign of wealth, a sign of power. They're usually signed as a, seen as a, as, as a luxury. car above. It's a luxury car. I mean, you're out in the sun. It's nice. You're enjoying yourself in the element. Well, Ollie, ready for this? Mm-hmm. Convertibles are shit. Oh, <laughs> Convertibles. Ah. Shit. Oh, I'll tell you why. Dare you. I'll tell you why. I'll how tell dare you, why. you. Convertibles, mate. You drive along in the convertible. You know what you get? It's a gross. Convertibles are gross. You know why? You're just getting car. You're just getting road stuff on you. You and me and the our, whole time. our old producer, Bell. We went in Bell's mini convertible with no roof. And we had an amazing day out in the sun. Well, yeah, but, but how did you feel after going in that convertible? Disgusting. Your hair's oily. Your skin's dry, full of road grit. I reckon I got about 1,500 blackheads after that day. <laughs> Justin, <laughs> who called up to, who had ridden in a convertible, he's just hung up. <laughs> he's so off. he's scared because he probably owns a he's convertible. He's probably offended. But Angela on 13353, you own a convertible. Mate, didn't you hear? Convertibles suck. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Angela, I'm it's sorry. It's the ultimate experience. Yeah, the gross experience from having car dust on you. <laughs> Angela, um, what kind of car do you have? I have an Astra convertible. Not not the most expensive convertible, is it? No, no. definitely not. But still, it's a car without a rooftop. Never call again, Angela. Jenna on 13353, you're in a convertible right now. <laughs> well, I sure am. But how about all that road grit that you've got going on your face? They're disgusting. Nothing happened in my car. You're in a capsule. It's just, it might be the design of a different convertible. Maybe it's the one you went in. Well, what's yours, Jenna? 370Z. What kind of car is that? It's crap. (laughs) Cartier, you're driving in a convertible right now. Don't you feel filthy? Don't you need to take a bath? No. No, it's gorgeous. I love it. Never call again. <laughs> this has been the least successful truth bomb ever. No, it's been none, the most successful. None from three. Jacinta on one triple three five three. Are you with me? Convertibles, yes. they're gross. No, they're crap. They're terrible. I agree with you totally. We hired one um, to go around Hawaii, a Mini Cooper, and our hair was disgusting and knotty. We went through this swarm of insects at one stage, and by the end of the day, we were burnt to a crisp, and the kids were miserable. So. And the whole time the roof was up as well. So that was crazy that your hair was so disgusting. <laughs> uh, good work, Tom. Uh, one, one Wait, four. Oh, sorry. Sorry, what? Convertibles. Ah. Uh, Very loud. Gross. You try and talk over that sound effect, can't. and it just really drowns you out. And they're not... 
Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. Good on you, Tom. Putting a big smile on. Uh, but oh. uh, during the song, you did go and try and vomit. So yep. not a great uh, moment for the show. But uh, no. hey, you're powering on. What do you reckon it is? You had some bad chicken? Don't. <laughs> you want to talk about it? You want to try and make me vomit on it? Okay, we won't talk about it. But, uh, do you think uh, that would make news.com? Do you think it would get us famous and you, get us another job if, if I vomited on air? If you did vomit on oh, air, God. that would get a lot of traction online. You know I'm loving the likes online. Okay. Head to social media, head to Facebook, Tom and Ollie, uh, or Instagram for uh, to check out all my like-grabbing photos. Okay, mate. What are you talking about? Okay, Tom. Just before we, we press on, we are going to play a game called Don't Call uh, in the next 10 minutes. But I wanted to tell you just a quick anecdote um, about sleepwalking because you are always baffled as to how my sleepwalking works. And it's a weird thing, and people who do it, uh, will know this and people who've slept with someone who sleepwalks it's a weird thing to get your head around but here's an example of the idiocy of sleepwalking right I'm lying in bed with my partner Sarah we're both asleep I've obviously made some movement where I've put a, a big what you call a European pillow and my girlfriend oh loves my these God. right they're the, they're the big big that's ones you, you might read up against right? big fat pillow you never sleep on it because that's crazy anyway in my sleep I find myself up against, I've put, I've pulled the pillow up, the big fat one. I'm sleeping up against it. My, my neck is crooked up in an insanely stupid angle in my sleep. Right? Sarah wakes up and she goes, "Why do you have that pillow there? Your, your neck's on a terrible angle. It looks like it's going to be really painful." Tom, you still here? Just nearly <laughs> vomiting. Okay, okay, I'll just keep talking. <laughs> what feels like to myself, but I know you. Li- I know everyone's listening and enjoying. It's and a really good story. Everyone's enjoying my story. Anyway, she goes, uh, I'm asleep. Uh, I'm sleepwalking. She goes, oh, your, your pillow's you know, in a terrible angle. You're going to hurt your neck. In my sleep, I'm like, it's fine. I want it like this. Leave me alone. Anyway, <laughs> it's not fun when no one's... So sorry. Anyway, in the, in, that's, that's the sleepwalking You know what's making talking. me sick? What? Your European pillow. <laughs> the point is, I wake up in the morning yeah. and I'm like, she goes, hey, last night you woke up, you, you had your pillow up like, and your neck was against the wall. It was really weird. And I was like... Yeah, my neck really hurts this morning. She's like, but you said you wanted it like that. Mm. I'd said that in my sleep. That's not the same as when I said it in my... Okay, look, I, I'm not going to keep going because you're not really responding. Do we need to get you a doctor? <coughs> <coughs> well, actually, Tom that... <laughs> and Ollie on Triple M. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Tom, it's uh, come to the end of the night and uh, I would normally just like to breeze past anything on social media. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can always go to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, at Tom and Ollie. Mm. Um, but Jason has messaged in. Oh, God. I know. No. He, and He's uh, the show pest, Ollie. He is a pest. He does message you a lot. He nags at you. He calls me a flog constantly. Well, to be real, Tom, right now, you're, you're quite sick. You're, you're actually feeling a bit off tonight. Oh, yeah. You're a bit nauseous. Oh, yes. So after this, you're going to head straight home. Yeah? Yeah, I might just go for a quick vom. So the podcast might be delayed. Yeah. But I just thought you might want to hear what Jason had to say. Oh, great. To I, make me feel better. When I posted on the Instagram story, mm. uh, I have posted a few videos of you because you were looking quite unwell. Okay. First video is just you being a bit sick. He said, flog. Second video, you're sitting on the ground and I captioned it, he's struggling because yeah. you're really struggling. And yeah, totally. it's nice that Jason messaged in. He said, weak dog. Oh, God. And then finally, the, the last one where I sort of get the camera close to your face and I say, Tom, you know, are you okay? What's happened? Jason says, sick in the stomach, sick in the head. So I hope that makes you feel better from Jason. Oh, my God. Just a bit of a cheer you up kind of moment. Um, but from me and from the rest of us at Triple M, 
Uh, good night. Good luck tonight, <laughs> Tom. And uh, have a good that sleep. That was Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Catch up on the show by downloading the Triple M app. And if you like it, share it with your mates. For more Tom and Ollie, hit the boys up on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Tom and Ollie.